Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse 1. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guard shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell tell my brethren to go to Galilee and there they will see me. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed, And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful and the powerful and the blessed story of your death, burial, and resurrection and the salvation that you provided for us out of your love, your grace, your compassion, and your mercy. Thank you for loving us with an everlasting love. And thank you for the privilege you give us of not only have you saved us and made us brand new and made us a part of your family, but you've called us into your army and into your family. And we have the privilege of being a part of the great work of the sharing of the gospel in the world and the great work of making disciples. Lord, anoint us afresh with the spirit of evangelism and discipleship. Stir us to be a people who have a passion to help unsaved people come to know you and who live out that passion every day of our lives as it's empowered by your precious Holy Spirit. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Isaac Jackson is our producer. He's going to lead us in prayer at this time. Hey, Father, thank you so much for these moments. And Father, I ask that you'd speak to us and that we'd be available and listening. 
Father, how awesome it is that you are with us. That Jesus said, as like before he went up, that I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Father, let that sit in our hearts. Let us contemplate on that. Let us live that out as a reality of knowing that Jesus is with us. Thank you so much, Father, for saving us, for being the life and bringing everything we could ever ask for in Jesus. Thank you, Father, in your holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Uh, on an ongoing basis, we share our email, my email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And again, we're very encouraged at the number of people that email us to get some of the uh, the articles that we share, the blogs, the because, of course, one of our goals is that you would use them as evangelism and discipleship tools and tracks, both for your own personal growth, for as a tool to use in the discipleship of your family, but also as tools to share with coworkers and uh, fellow church members and others that the Lord leads you to share them with. So please continue to email us to get copies. And before we introduce our guests, I'm going to share an article that relates to the overall topic we'll be dealing with. It's one we've shared before, but it, it is an article that's a great tool for evangelism and discipleship as well. The title of the article, A Letter from Heaven, a letter from hell. And of course, let me just a reminder that this article is written as if these two letters were from young men who passed away and had the unique opportunity to write their parents back. Second Timothy chapter four, verse five. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Again, second Timothy four, five. Then Luke chapter 16, verses 27 and 28. Then the rich man said, Please, Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's home, for I have five brothers, and I want him to warn them so they don't end up in this place of torment. Again, Luke 16, 27 to 28. The following are two letters sent as if these two young men had the unique opportunity to send a letter back to their living parents after their lives ended on earth. Dear Mom and Dad, it's me, Jack. And I just wanted to share my experience after life ended on earth for me. After I took my last breath lying on that hospital bed, I felt myself rise up. I saw you both as you started to cry. I wanted so much to comfort you and tell you that all of a sudden I didn't hurt anymore. I wanted to let you know that I felt fine. But as I stood up, I noticed that my body was still lying in the bed and not moving. But I felt great. I was completely healed and well. All of a sudden, two very tall, beautiful angels walked into the room. Each one took me by the arm and whisked me away. We went right through the roof of the hospital, flew at an extremely fast speed into the sky and through space. And very quickly, we passed through the gates of heaven. Dad and Mom, I wish you both could see this place. It's so beautiful. I don't have words to describe how beautiful it is. Everything is so bright and pretty. The streets really are made out of pure gold. The houses and other, building, and other buildings are stunning to look at. And everyone here is just so happy. The whole place is awesome, bright, and glorious. Then very soon, my escorting angel told me, He's coming. He's coming. As I looked, there walking up to me was Jesus. Oh, he was so gloriously beautiful and wonderful to see. He came up and gave me a big embrace. 
It felt like I was covered with love and grace. I'm so thankful to the Lord for saving me. I'm thankful that I committed my life to the Lord and served Him while I was still alive. Praise God. Suddenly, suddenly I thought to myself, I wish I had told so many more people about Jesus and how to be saved. I wouldn't want anyone to miss Him or miss living in this wonderful place called heaven. Love in Christ, Jack. Next letter. Dear Dad and Mom, it's me, Reg. I wanted to let you know what know about what happened after life came to an end for me on earth. After I stopped breathing, I apparently left my body. I tried to talk to the two of you, but you couldn't hear anything I was saying to you. I looked at my bed and saw my lifeless body, although I was standing right beside the two of you. Then, all of a sudden, two of the most horrible-looking creatures I've ever seen walked through the walls of the room. They were demons. They quickly walked up to me before I could yell and grabbed me. I yelled and asked you both to please help me. Help me get away from these horrible creatures. But you couldn't hear me at all. They dragged me as I was kicking and screaming at them to let me go. But they wouldn't. They said, come with us. You belong to us now. A huge hole appeared out of nowhere in the floor and they dragged me down into it. I cried out, screamed, and yelled as loud as I could, let me go, let me go. But they laughed at me and kept pulling me down the hole. The hole was a dark tunnel, dark, so dark. They kept pulling me down, pulling me down. The deeper we went, the hotter it became. Finally, we reached the bottom. I felt like I was being scalded all over my body. I was burning on every inch of my being. The demons grabbed my wrist and clamped chains on them. Then they threw me into some kind of cell. It was so hot, and the whole place smelled awful, a stench much worse than I had ever smelled. I was in unbearable pain and agony from the extreme heat and pain all over my body. I said, please, I don't want to be here. Let me out. The two demons laughed at me and walked away. In the midst of my agony and pain, I looked through the door of my cell and saw many more prison-like cells almost just like mine as far as my eyes could see. And I could hear what seemed like thousands of moans and groans and cries of men and women in agony and despair. Their groans and cries poured from the cells. I'm no longer an atheist, Dad and Mom. Though I was an atheist most of my adult life on earth, I now believe in God. I believe in God and I believe in heaven and hell and all those things preachers used to talk about in church and on TV. I used to make fun of preachers and laugh at them, and I called them ignorant fools. Now I realize they were right, every one of them, as they preached the Bible. I wish now that I had just one more day to be alive, one more day to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. If I had only one more day, I would listen to the gospel and run to give my life to Christ. But it's just too late for me. Dad and Mom, please tell my, all my brothers and sisters my cousins and others, tell all my friends, give your lives to Jesus Christ today. Don't wait another day. This place is so terrible, just so awful. Don't come here. Get saved. Don't make the mistake I made. Give your life to Christ today. Don't come down here. Your son, Reg. And if you're listening now and you heard this article and you 
just you recognize that you're not saved and you would like to be saved. Today is a good day to be saved. If you'd like to pray and give your heart and whole life to Jesus, would you simply from your heart pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I recognize that I've sinned and done wrong. I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord, I do believe that you died on the cross to pay for all my sins. And I do believe that three days later you rose from the dead so that I could be saved. Thank you, Lord, for loving me enough to die for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me, fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we want to connect with you. We want to be in touch with you. My email, once again, is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resource material that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your walk with the Lord. Or if you're simply wanting a copy of the article as an evangelism and or discipleship tool, we'd be glad to send it to you. Again, same email, joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's Joseph at AFR.net. We'll be glad to get it. Again, the title of the article, A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell. Lord, thank you for the opportunity you give us of being able to be involved in the wonderful work of evangelism every day of our lives. Open our eyes and our hearts to the fact that, number one, you've called us, every believer, to be involved in this wonderful work, and the need is so great the need for us to be compassionate enough to share the gospel in all the places you'd have us to share it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back. Thou art with me. 
I ride and they stash. They comfort me when I'm beat down, broken. Hold my heart when it's split wide open. Turn these eyes to my soul protector and break the will of this born defector. Cause all I know, all I know is you're my only hope. Music of Toby Mac with I Just Need You. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're honored once again to have as our phone guest today, Brother Philip Buttram. He's the president of the Gospel Track Society. Brother Philip, how are you today? Oh, God bless you. We're well. We're walking in the blessing. All right. Well, if, uh, great to have you once again. And if you would take time, again, some of our listeners probably remember you from you from having been with us in the past, but then there are those who may not have caught any of the broadcasts where we had you on before. So if you'll take time to introduce yourself and then introduce our listeners to the Gospel Track Society, and its mission. Absolutely. Praise God this morning. Uh, I am the, the, the fourth son uh, of Lester Buttram who started this ministry. Uh, God called him to uh, print Gospel Tracks back in 1926. And so it's a, it's a family lay ministry. We're not supported by any denomination or, or church. Uh, our, our calling is to print the Word of God um, to, to all the world, to every creature, is, is our motto. And we've we've done this for almost a hundred years. We're just we're on, we're ninety years, and we're we're strong, and, and we're working for God. Um, and it's it's been my calling for the past ten years to to take the leadership role. Uh, God has blessed me, and God has blessed His ministry. And we are we're eager, and we're seeing Him move in in, in new directions and opening opening new more doors for the gospel. And that is just exciting. in this year, as time grows short, uh, our Mailing address, correct our email address if someone's interested. Uh, uh, easiest way to contact us is gospel tract society dot org or call us eight one six four six four six one six zero eight six. We have hundreds of titles uh, in stock, uh, everything from salvation to seasonal Christmas, Thanksgiving, um, patriotic tracks, uh, and our our goal. Our main goal is to to win souls to Jesus Christ, to give a seed, a tool that somebody can can leave with an individual or use as, as a teaching tool uh, to talk about the Lord, talk about salvation, and it it works. It works. I want to share with you real quick. Uh, uh, I think I shared with you last time we talked about a, a young lady, a Jewish lady, that contacted the office last uh, August. Brother, Brother Philip, before, and, before you share yeah. that story, I want to ask if you would you do this. Um, First, uh, you know, some of our listeners might be thinking to themselves, what in the world is a track? And, of course, that's spelled T-R-A-C-T, not T-R-A-C-K, like a railroad track, but a track as in a uh, – would you it, it, define for them what a track is? And afterwards, I want to ask for you to pray for our listeners to be – have ears to hear all the Lord wants to say to them through the broadcast, if you would. I, I apologize. I get a little presumptuous that, that – uh the world sees what I've seen all my life, but a, a, a tract can be it is very simply a mini sermon. Uh, we have tracts that are like a single page with this having maybe 50 words on it, but they all convey the message of, of Jesus Christ. Uh, other uh, piece of material, maybe you know three or four pages long, and go a little deeper into salvation or a little deeper into to teaching, but they are all Bible based and bring glory to God and, and present Jesus in a, in a manner that can be received by people. And we have, a, we have tracks that are uh, aimed at, at children that can, you know, barely read. Uh, we have, you know, a lot of material is, is really aimed at 
those who do not speak English as their primary first language. So we, we want to convey Jesus in a simple form. And it's something that a person can, can, can give to an individual and give a smile and, and not say anything and let the Holy Spirit take the written words and plant the seed in the heart. Or a person may walk through the, the tract and, and word by word explain to somebody you know, what Jesus did, the price he paid, and uh, our reward, our opportunity to, to, to serve God as, as servants. So it's just, it's just a mini-message, uh, easy to read. They're very attractive. We have to compete with you know, Disney and, and all the other uh, big-dollar organizations that you know, put a lot of money into graphics. So we have to, to make it very appealing to the eye. Uh, someone say eye candy. No, it's not eye candy. It's just a way to get the attention. Say, okay, let me talk about Jesus, my Lord and Savior. And that's, that's, that's all they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you pray now for listeners to really hear and receive all the Lord wants them to receive through our broadcast today? Oh, praise God. Father, again, we worship you this morning. Father, we are your servants, and we ask that everything that you, you have to say would, would pierce the ears, would pierce the hearts and the spirits of everyone who hears my voice right now. Not that I would see, receive any fame or glory, but Father, that your Holy Spirit would receive the fruit, be able to minister, Father. Father, we are called to be disciples, and I ask that you would move by your Spirit and prompt us to spread your word, to be the disciples that you have called us to be, to reach out and go into the harvest field, to plant the seeds of salvation, maybe teach someone, maybe pray with them, but share our testimony of what you have done in our lives. You are blessing us, Father. You are a healer, you are a deliverer, you are a savior. Father, we thank you, and we ask that you just just magnify your Holy Spirit, magnify your word in our hearts, in our minds, that we bring glory to you and for the kingdom. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, Christ, my Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Philip. Appreciate that. Uh, you were going to share a, a, a testimony. Yes, this testimony about, about Megan. I, I believe I asked you before, you know, several months back, but over since, since August, she came when she called and she asked, you know, she was looking for Jesus, but she was so indoctrinated with the Jewish faith that she could not allow herself to see Jesus in the Old Testament. She, she said, show me Jesus in the Old Testament. Well, okay, you really can't because Jesus is not mentioned per se in the Old Testament, but you can find Jesus in the Old Testament if you're looking. So for months and months and months, I, I corresponded with, with Megan sent her material, talked to her on the phone, sent her emails, on and on and on. And then about this first December, things went quiet. Well, three weeks ago, I received, I received an email. She said, okay, I get it. You're right. I believe. I have received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. All I can say to that is that, Lord, your word will not come back void. I don't know exactly what touched Megan's heart to see her open the door to your son, Jesus, whether it was the letters that I sent, the tracts that I sent, the words that I spoke, but it was your Holy Spirit that actually opened the door in her heart, her heart to let the light of Jesus come in. And all I can say is thank you, thank you, thank you, Father, and I praise your name. We don't know, as vessels of God, we do not know how many times people have been touched by our word by your actions, what they see us do in the store, the words we say, the smile on our face, the things, the tracks that we hand out, 
the the opportunity that we have to give our testimony. We don't know what blessings they are to people. Someday, we will meet those that have been, we have been influenced in in heaven, and we will all rejoice. I had a letter just uh, not too long ago from a, a, a guy named Pat, uh, Patricia, Patricia. Excuse me. Just, if I may just read it to you. Okay. Greetings to you. I come to you this blessed day to give honor and praise to our Lord, and from which our help comes. So very grateful for your ministry. I am the mother of four sons, one daughter. My oldest son is in prison. I'm only able to write those words through the help of, of the Holy Spirit. But he sent me a message last night and wanted me to send you $100 for, from his account. He receives your newsletters and tracks, and he wants to share your tracks with those in the prison. Thank you from the heart of a mother that is so grateful for what impact your calling and your family has done from my son and all those other wandering young men and women in our prison systems searching and longing for some ray of hope. God bless and keep you and keep the tracks coming in the name of Jesus. Mm. Wow. Powerful. Wow. Praise God. Wow. Praise God. Father, I praise your name. I thank you, Lord. We are called to be disciples. Yes. We are called. Jesus said, make disciples. Mm-hmm. How do you make disciples? You're a witness. You're a witness to them. And I, I let that verse in, in Matthew 28, and I thank you for, for quoting that earlier. But in Acts 1 and 8, Jesus said, But you receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We are called to be his disciples, to be his witnesses. And I thank and I praise God for that. I have uh, the opportunity, and forgive me if I, if I start if I break up here. I had the opportunity to win my mother-in-law, my father-in-law to the Lord mm-hmm. in their last days. I, uh, we've been married over fifty years, and a few years ago, my my father-in-law was a, was a farmer, you know, hard hard man, but he loved the Lord mm-hmm. in, this, in this unsaved way. He never really liked me because I was not a farmer. I was an electronic engineer. Mm-hmm. He was struck down with cancer. He only lived three weeks after he was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And my wife was called to, to be a caretaker the last few days. And one night she called and said, you know, I don't know why, but you, would you come over? Mm-hmm. So it was a work, work night. So I, you know, I went over and I stayed with him. And about 12 o'clock, the spirit woke me up mm-hmm. and just said, it's time. Well, I could hear Dad breathing heavy in the, in the bed. So I went over and started talking to him. He, by this time, this point, lost the speech. Mm-hmm. So it was a captive audience. So I got down to his ear, and I had talked about the Lord to him many times. He really didn't like that. So I got down to his ear, and I said, Dad. And I began to talk about Jesus and explain the salvation message to him again. I said, Dad, tell what, Dad. If you'll pray with me, if you'll confess in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that died on the cross and, and God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I guess quoted in Romans ten nine, And so I said, let me pray, and you pray with me. Well, he couldn't pray, but he grunted. So every phrase I would, I would pause, and he would, he would grunt the words after me. We mm-hmm. finished the prayer. I felt the peace come upon me. Mm-hmm. I kissed him on my forehead. Went back to bed. Two hours later, the spirit woke up again. He said, okay, he's coming home. 
I walked over to the bed, took his hand. He did get just a little tiny grip. And I just prayed with him and sang with him. So he went into eternity. Mm. What a blessing. Praise it God. Is for Praise me. God. What a powerful you know testimony. I will see my father-in-law in heaven. Mm-hmm. On his, literally on his dying bed. Mm-hmm. I mm. was given the privilege to lead him to the Lord. The seed Praise that had been God. planted for 50 years. Mm-hmm. They finally came to harvest mm-hmm. that night in, in February. Praise I God. praise and I thank God. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law was much the same way, but she had dementia, and it was, it was pretty bad. And you know how people are when they have dementia. They ask the same question 72 times. And I had talked to her before. She knew as a Christian, but she she was never full in, in talking about the Lord, very, very not very deep. Mm-hmm. So I visited her in the, in the care facility last August. And the Lord said, okay, talk to her. Well, okay, I've been talking to her, but I really hadn't talked to her. So I reached over and I grabbed her hand, and she looked at me, and she started babbling about something. Mm-hmm. And I said, Mom, listen to me. You're going to die, but maybe not today, but you're going to die, as, as will I. But, but when you die, are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? Well... Daddy always had us pray every morning before school, and you know, da 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 da. see, so she finished it. Mom, that was not the question. Mm-hmm. The question is, when you die, are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? Well, when we went to church, we did da da. This went on for like twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and finally, I just very patiently, very loudly said, "Mom, that wasn't the question. The question is, when you die, are you going to heaven or are you going to hell?" She stopped. She looked at her hands. She looked up at me and said, I don't know. I said, Mom, we can fill that right now. So I prayed with her. She prayed. She did not release my hand after the prayers. Mm-hmm. She started going back to asking about the, the weather you know, and going about the 27 questions. Mm-hmm. But for that brief moment, there was sanity. There was clarity in her mind. And I stand on the confidence that she accepted Jesus Christ finally after mm. 95 years Praise of being God. exposed in church and going to church every Sunday and praying every school morning that finally she accepted Jesus Christ and I will see her also in heaven. Mm-hmm. We mm. are called to be vessels, to disciple. Passing out gospel tracts are the best, the easiest way that we can give a silent witness or we can use as a tool is a conversation. I have a dear friend that is, she's, she's a very shy lady to look at her in mm-hmm. conversation. She's very smart, very, she's brilliant, but she's very timid until she's talked about Jesus. Mm. She will. I'm going to jump in right that. here and we're going to pick up right there on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Hour Intercession. Our phone guest today is Brother Philip Buttram. He's the president of the Gospel Tract Society. We'll be right back. With love you surround me 
Lincoln Brewster with Made New. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Uh, we, we have as our phone guest today, Brother Philip Buttram. He's the president of the Gospel Track Society, and he's going to tell you, if you're a listing and you're thinking you need or want or need to get some of the Gospel Tracks that this ministry provides, he's going to tell you how to do that during this segment. Uh, Brother Philip, though, but if you'll pick up where you left off, you were sharing about a young lady okay. that's very shy until she gets ready to share the gospel. Praise God. And that's, that's the boldness of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. This, this lady, she tells stories that, you know, she always carries ample tracks in her purse, in her car. And if she stops a place like a gas station, uh, she told me this, this story that uh, she was at a gas station and she saw a, a biker, you know, the big tough dude, leather vest, tats on his, his arm and, she took a couple of tracks out of her purse, walked down the street. He's at a stoplight, walked across the street, stuck him and said, here's a poem for you. Would you like it? He took it, stuck in his pocket. She turned and walked off. She has never had someone refuse to take a tract mm-hmm. from her. You know, she'll offer, you know, poem tracks or, or if she has, you know, sees children, she'll give them children's material, activity books. She always has something to give to somebody mm-hmm. with a smile. Oftentimes it, Gives an opportunity where she can expound upon that. You testify mm-hmm. about Jesus. Sometimes it's just giving a tract to a person and letting the Holy Spirit take over. Mm-hmm. We have, like I mentioned before, probably 900 titles in, mm-hmm. in our tracks. We have activity books, coloring books for, for children, uh, for the elderly, uh, puzzle books, and they're all all Bible-based in, in the scriptures and in the uh, message of God in there someplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if we someone be, wants to be, get, if someone wants to write and get some of the tracks, tell them how they can do that. It, it would be our blessing to send a, a sample packet to someone if they would hit our, our uh, web page, and the web page address is gospeltractsociety.org, or call 816-461-6086. If you care to write, we're at P.O. Box 11. One eight, Independence, Missouri, six four zero five zero. We've been here. We've been in this building for over forty years, and like I say, the ministry is is uh, oh, is ninety eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, God has always supplied our need. Uh, we do not sell material. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not necessarily free. It costs us money, you know, for printers and and utilities and insurance and everything else that, that a, a business incurs. Mm-hmm. But God has provided, and we want to provide seeds for the harvest field. We don't do part of it, 
Mm-hmm. But we can give the seed to someone who can take it to the field and sow it in the lives of somebody else. That's right. And together, right. together as disciples, we will win souls. Amen. Amen. Brother Philip, if some, if a listener uh, is thinking to themselves, and maybe if they had opportunity to talk with you and were to ask you this question, how would you respond if someone says, well, you know, I've never given away a gospel track. I go to church every Sunday and I serve the Lord, but I've never given away a gospel tract. And I kind of think that's for pastors and missionaries. I've never really thought that was my thing. How would you respond to that person? Well, I understand that because it's it's the enemy's uh, method of attacking us, of attacking the ministry to put doubt and fear and anxiety. No one likes to be rejected. And when you're when you're presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're putting yourself out there to be rejected, and no one likes that. But if you do it in the Holy Spirit, in the anointing, if if they were to say something or be uh, be rejection, it's not rejection against you; it's a rejection against the Father. Okay, we are servants. We are rewarded for what we do. We are accountable for our actions. Mm-hmm. If we miss the opportunity to witness to a neighbor, a family member, and that person dies without Jesus, is there blood on our hands? Would we stand before Christ at the the judgment day and say, you know, you didn't talk to Uncle Ralph. Mm. He's in hell now. You had, I gave you plenty of opportunities. Mm -hmm. We have to put aside the intrepidation of rejection and go with a bonus and and witness to God and hand, hand out a tract. The tract, will, the tract will minister itself. You know, Brother Philip, what you're touching on is so found, it's so basic to the Christian life, yet there's so many believers who that's not a part of their lifestyle. There's a great need for the church to, to, to move and to ask God to help us to move in the spirit of compassion because the reality is, you know, I think of this that uh, I heard this statistic that about three people die every second all over the world. About 11,000 people die every hour, and about a quarter of a million people die all over the world every 24 hours. And, you know, that's a lot of dying. And sadly, the vast majority of those people, sadly, they go to hell. And what a tragedy. What a tragedy. And there should be, we as believers should ask God to stir us and anoint us afresh with a spirit of compassion to where we just have a longing to be used of God to help take as many people with us to heaven as he would have us to. <clears throat> there, there, there are two points there. Number one, if, if we want more of God, we have to humble ourselves before God. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest reason that a person will not testify or talk to someone about, about Jesus is they think, well, you know, uh, I, 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 I send this point. I wasn't very nice. You know, God's not going to honor what I did or what I'm going to do because of what I did before. Well, there's one way to fix that. Mm-hmm. It takes two seconds. Mm-hmm. Father, forgive me. Bam, it's done. Mm-hmm. We are not perfect. God knows that. But in his love and grace, he, he will give us forgiveness and give us the power to go forward. Mm-hmm. There are so many times I have someone has come up to me, even in, in church, at the altar, wherever, and say, okay, you know, brother, would you, would you pray for me? I've got such and such problem. And they like, oh, boy, you know, I'm not really into prayer right now, but okay. It's not about me. It's about my father. Mm-hmm. Father, forgive me. Let's go forward. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to, to win my, my wife to the Lord 
mm-hmm. uh, when we were dating, you know, 55 years ago. Mm-hmm. And at the time, we'd just come from church. Mm-hmm. And I, I traveled for time. It was, she took her home, and I'm ready to get to work the next day. And she said, I don't get it. I said, you don't get what? She said, we go to church, and all of a sudden, you know, you're praising, you're worshiping God, and I'm just sitting there, nothing. Mm-hmm. And I leaned back in my chair, and I'm like, Lord, I'm not ready for this. My mind is packing a suitcase and getting on plane. But give me your words. Mm-hmm. I had the privilege of leading my then girlfriend, now wife, to the Lord in the front mm-hmm. seat of a 69 Mustang Praise because God. I was obedient to the opportunity that God gave me mm-hmm. to witness for Him. And now she is my faithful partner. She is partner in the ministry because even though I was not ready, my mind was not ready, the Spirit says, it's time. Mm-hmm. Get ready. Praise That's God. That's what we have to do is say, Father, I humble myself before you. Father, you, you've given your command to, to make disciples, to win others. Mm-hmm. Lord, help me to be that servant that you want me to be. Give me mm-hmm. the boldness. Give me the strength. Give me the words, the inspiration, mm-hmm. the opportunity to mm-hmm. be your witness. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for every believer listening. Thank you for us as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, Lord, by faith, Lord, we repent of the fact that so many times and in so many instances, we haven't had the compassion for the lost like we should have. So many times we've not loved you enough to want to reach out to a world, so many of whom are on their way to hell. Lord, We've sinned, Lord, in so many ways by having been so complacent about so many things. Lord, we repent of that complacency. Forgive us, Lord, for all the wrongs we've done. Fill us anew with your spirit and anoint us afresh with the spirit of evangelism and discipleship. Empower us to live a lifestyle of evangelism and discipleship everywhere we go, empowered by your spirit to move in your perfect will, doing what you'd have us do in being praise the witness Jesus. you want us to be. We thank you, and we praise you for praise that opportunity. Jesus. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Brother Philip, share with our listeners one more time, if they want to get gospel tracts so that they can carry them around like the lady you mentioned earlier, carry them in their, po- in their pocket or their purse, or just have them with them on the, all, all the time, which, of course, I think is a very wise thing for us as believers to do. How can they get the tracts from the Gospel Tract Society? Absolutely. Don't leave home without them. We can be reached through our webpage, gospeltractsociety.org, or mail P.O. Box 1118, Independence, Missouri, 64050, number 816-461-6086. It is our pleasure, our blessing to send out a sample pack uh, of material that we have. Um, Again, most of the, of the tracks are on the webpage for, you know, someone to review it, uh, read it ahead of time. But it would be our blessing to send out samples to someone who's interested in being a witness, a discipler for Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And let me just say, in, a, in the way of encouragement to every single listener, please make it your goal to decide that you will get involved in the great work of evangelism and discipleship. Obviously, that involves sharing your testimony as the Holy Spirit leads you, uh, pointing people to Christ through the words that we speak, as well as giving out gospel tracts. The key is to be 
a vessel that's available for the Holy Spirit to use however he wants to use you to help draw people to Christ and or to plant seeds in the lives of people so that they can come to know Christ or grow stronger in their faith as well. But the key is each of us is called to be a part of this great work of making disciples. Uh, Brother Philip, our time is just about gone in the last uh, uh, 30 seconds or so. Anything, any word of encouragement that you'd like to share further with our listeners? I, I will say this, that anyone who will step out on faith and talk to someone about Jesus, they will find themselves getting stronger and closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. We can't talk about God, but what, what God will come alive in our life. Mm-hmm. If, we want to get, if we want to get closer to God, we need to share the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Philip, for being with, with us. And uh, it, I want to encourage every single listener, pray much for Brother Philip Buttram and the ministry of the Gospel Tract Society. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you recognize you have never made that step of asking Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, either you know you're not saved or you, you, you're not sure if you're saved and sense a need to commit or recommit your heart to the Lord, I'd like to invite you to pray a prayer of committing or recommitting your life to the Lord right now. And again, the fact is, again, if you're not sure, it's good to become sure. So praying and committing or recommitting your life to the Lord is a wise thing for any one of us to do. Would you simply pray this prayer with us even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into the world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, by faith, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come anew into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life following you. Help me to read your word every day. Help me to pray every day. Help me to live in in obedience to your word every single day. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're wanting to connect with you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We would like to send with send to you, to email to you, some literature and resource materials that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, please be sure and get in touch with us again. That email, joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. Uh, Brother Philip, thanks so much for being with us again. Our guest has been Brother Philip Buttram. Brother Philip, share with our listeners one more time if they'd like to get gospel tracks from the Gospel Track Society, how they can do that. Our webpage, gospeltracksociety.org. Phone number 816-461-6086.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.